three, two, one. System and Soul, welcome back to another episode. I'm here today, co-host Mackenzie Reeves. What up? <laughs> Bringing the energy this morning. What up? Um, well, if we need if we need some extra energy, we've got my man Quincy Evans. For those of you being introduced to Quincy Evans, I will I will introduce him the way he requested I introduce him. Off the chain husband, super sick dad and president of BCJ Building Services. And before I let him say a word, here's, here's why I was excited to have Quincy on this conversation. Quincy um, is a leader that is really inspiring, not in the way that we traditionally lift up leaders because they, um, you know, IPO and grow their stocks and all that stuff. And, and he's, a, he's not, not paying attention to the finances, but he is on a mission and he's doing something really incredible. And there's people that say they're doing what Quincy's doing, but I don't know if anybody is doing it as authentically and deeply as Quincy's doing. So let's just start. What is BCJ Building Services and how did this company come to be? What we really are is a leadership development company uh, that happens to clean buildings. Our actual function that we do is commercial cleaning. Uh, we, 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 we have the team members that go out with mops, vacuums, dusting, window washing, carpet cleaning. Um, a big part of the way we grew up in the business um, was uh, condos. So we're the largest provider in Atlanta of class A condos. And, and I think what prepared us for our growth was that Majid, my business partner, who is a phenomenal operator, uh, mentor and pusher of people, um, just had this phenomenal family culture environment where people came into the company and by default, we're mentored, right? And I think 95% of the folks that come into our doors have never had a real mentor. Maybe they had mom and dad who showed great work ethic and certain values and integrity and things, and that's all great. But really, um, mentoring the human, we, we're a big believer if we could make the human better, that the function of the job takes care of itself. It's a cool space where you can influence people's lives for the better. And, and um, that's where we, what we've been focused on. So I think a lot of people think that they're growing and mentoring and leading their people. But you see this as like, what do you do? Well, we're a leadership development company. Like that is first and foremost. And yeah. anytime I talk to you, it's like, you have to push to get to the, but what do you actually do? Right. And you're like, yeah. Oh, you, you, you could talk to you and you think you're a big consulting group that works with companies and, and leadership content and all this yeah. stuff. It's like, no, we, we clean buildings. Yeah. So what does, how do you align the mentality and the resources of the company? Like give us the practical, what does it really look like to be in your company and experience this? I think an interesting word right now is contagious. 
the word contagious has a negative tone in our culture or world right now because of coronavirus. I love things that are contagious. You know, the people you come around that are contagious, right? That's a contagious personality. It's a contagious impact. Like he has a contagious laughter. She's whatever, right? You get the point. Like I, 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 I want our core purpose, right? Which is creating hope and opportunity by investing in lives. So hope and opportunity to me is super contagious. And so like, if you actually prove that out, right? Like we come in, we, we say, we create hope and opportunity, like lip service, right? We're a leadership development company that happens to claim lip service, right? But you actually have it happen, right? You have people that come in, we're making $9 six years ago, and they're going to make $80,000 this year. They went from mopping the floors to being a supervisor, to becoming uh, uh, area supervisor, to director, right? All these things in sort of the ladder, so to speak, and developing themselves, right? Like, so I think a big thing we do in mentoring and challenging and pushing people, I'm, I'm a huge believer in like, words are super powerful, right? And there's a lot of people I think that come in, they show potential, but they don't believe, man. They don't believe. And like words, yeah, big believer in Proverbs 18 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And, you know, it's, it's cheesy analogy, but like put wind in people's sails, right? Like it just, it it's amazing. I mean, I think of, Alfredo, um, who was a night supervisor with another company. And last week he pitched in front of JLL for 6 million square feet, where when he hired him, he was scared to go talk to a client. He was terrified to email a client, right? Like, and he just pitched in front of 12 property managers, their executive level, and for 6 million square feet, like it was, and, and just seeing where he's come from, like that's hope and opportunity. Someone going from nine bucks an hour to $80,000 a year and buying a house changes their family legacy. So I, I'm not trying to make it just financial, but um, it's the growth of the individual. It's the caring of it's, I don't know. So oh, yeah, actually, the dignity and confidence that they have yeah. doing those things and knowing yeah. that they can seeing you know, how far they've come. It's awesome. So, but take, I'm, I'm going to keep drilling here. Take us yeah. in. How did you, how did Alfredo go from here to there? Yeah. So I would say it's, um, it's really, we say create hope and opportunity by investing in lives. Right. And I think that investment, what does that actually look like? Um, <clears throat> it starts with being super curious, Right. It, it literally, I mean, what's going to keep you from coming to work in two weeks? What, how's your parents doing? How's your kids doing? What are they up to? They playing soccer, right? And then I think it's just going through, I mean, every, a culture of care and walking alongside of them and then pushing people to what they think they can't do and building, giving them the tools to do that. I mean, I think a big part of what we do is, dude, we read books together as a group. Um, 
as a leadership group, as a management team, account managers, supervisors, I mean, they're going through total money makeover, seven habits, five dysfunctions of a team. I think that's our probably our leadership development. And I sit in on those meetings. Majid, the CEO, sits in on those meetings. Um, you know, our VP of Ops, Bradley White, is incredible. I mean, everything he does starts with our core purpose. And so he's always fanning that flame. Um, so so by small, here's what I'm hearing. It's it's the small caring conversations over time, along with we're just going to read some things that challenge and create conversations to where we can unlock some, some new ideas, some new principles that we can take and apply to our lives. Yeah. Yeah. And, and man, a lot of people fall by the wayside. Mm, talk about that. Well, I mean, we, we are competitive Majin and I as owners of this company, like for better, for worse, we're a little bit addicted to growth. Um, because if we can't grow, we can't be profitable. We can't grow and continue our core purpose. Right. So, um, <clears throat> and that creates an environment of like, we don't suffer fools and we don't put up with folks who aren't aligned with that. And, you know, I think I wrote on your questionnaire, like, I, I don't know, it have being bought in, you know, um, is a huge deal. You know, um, I'll give you an example. The other day we were um, touring an asset, an office building, and this, you know, will happen all the time. You know, the competitors are on the tour and they're seeing our supervisor. Well, oh, they get their number and they call them. And but we have zero worry about their ability to steal them because these folks are bought into what we're doing. You can go offer them 10 grand more a year. They're not going to take it because they're bought into the intangible value of what we're doing, where we're going, and how the brand of BCJ has changed their life, right? So um, I don't know if I'm communicating like the actual, what is it you actually do that does that, but those are the things that I see. Um, but yeah, if people do fall by the wayside that, don't step up to the plate and um, don't have that. Cause it takes commitment, man. It's a, it's not cupcakes and lemonade every day, so to speak. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Keystone Search. There's no doubt the right integrator, COO or president can take your business to new heights. The team at Keystone Search is expert at helping visionaries entrepreneurs and owners make this crucial hire. No one has more experience placing these leaders than Keystone. If hiring a rock star second in command is in your future, visit us at keystonesearch.com and reach out anytime for more information. Similarly, in our, uh, in our system and soul uh, framework in our business, we, we, help, we teach people that values Values are what you, like you said, live and die by. Like values create the the connectivity of the team and the culture as much as it can create 
pain and decision-making and like you're talking about yeah, um, people having to fall by the wayside to protect the culture that you've yep. made. Yeah. I'm yeah. one, you used a term early on and I'm so, so you use, you use a term early on that I I'm curious about in, in uh, regard to the culture that you guys are building. Um, you said your partner, he, he brings a family culture like mm-hmm. a, a culture of family to your organization. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when we talk with people about that, it can end up being family culture can sometimes be really dysfunctional. So I'm curious, mm-hmm. like what it means, what, it, what that means in your organization. Yeah. I mean, I think Majid has a, um, uh, this sort of grandfather esque mentor role in the company and, you know, as we've grown, certainly, I mean, you know, there's sort of, you've got some legacy team members that really fall into that. Um, you know, some of the newer team members may not know him as well. Um, but I don't know. It is, it's, it's as simple as people coming in for their first day of work. And instead of like, Hey, here's the broom. There's the floor. Go mop it. It's where are you from? Tell me about your family, you know? And I, maybe that seems super trivial and way too simple. Um, but it's, it, it can be a pause moment or, Hey, um, this is what we're all about. You know, uh, values really matter to us. And here's our values. Like relationships is a big part of what we're doing, right? What does quality really look like? What does intentionality mean? And, you know, we try to take things to the part of like, hey, if you're intentional on your site, you know, you're ordering supplies, you're inventorying your, your paper products, your chemicals for the property, how does that look like at home? What are you being intentional about, right? Just groceries, like, are you shelf life? Like, do you overbuy? Do you, are you smart about how you purchase? I mean, they, this seems silly in it. And, and, um, but there's small applications for everything we do that we think we can help them in their personal life. And so, again, I think that someone walks into a brand, right? I mean, what's the difference between first day of training at Wendy's and your first day of training at Chick-fil-A? Probably pretty remarkably different, you know, just the overall emotional experience. And, and, you know, we're not talking about like patchy on the bat and you're the coolest and the best, but just an environment of, um, if we're, if when people are bought into something with a brand, it's bigger than them. Right. And it's bigger than the paycheck and, um, paychecks matter, profitability matters, all that. But when you're bought into something that's bigger than you, I think it's enormous. So, okay. So we're on that. I've been wondering as you've been, like you're describing Alfredo, you're describing sort of what it looks like for the person who comes in week one, day one, do you, um, as you're sort of casting vision for their future and really giving them like you're, you're seeing them as they are in that moment and valuing them by asking them questions and being curious, how do you, like when you're painting the picture for their long term there, 
and helping them find that buy-in, is it incremental or are you like, Hey, day one, imagine yourself here five years from now, this is where you're yeah. going. Is it more yeah. incremental? Like, do you feel like you have to piece it out or? I think it's, big? I think, I, I think I, we tell stories when they come in, we have a video of hope and opportunity folks that have done that so they can see their story chain, right. Of where they've come from. But I think everyone who's actually gone through it, I'm trying to think about it as you asked me the question. I think it is more incremental. I mean, um, one step at a time, right? And sometimes we step forward with someone and we go back two steps. So they're like, wait a minute. I mean, I know I was a good employee at this site and I know I performed well. Um, good team member, excuse me. Um, but, uh, you know, and then they're just not, they, managing or overseeing personnel is not for them. Right. So, um, I think it can be most of the time it is an incremental thing, but we try to give them a storyline for what the trajectory could be. I can see how this would be like with your personality, haven't met your partner. I seem similar. So relationship driven. Um, you have a way of every time I run into, you, you know, you, 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 this, you live this out. You look deep in your eyes and like, how are you? You know, like you ask the real questions. How does that happen as you scale? What does that look like? Because yeah. even in that family, you're like, well, he's like to the grandfather, but maybe not to the new people. So how do so, those new people get that same experience? Yeah. Um, so system and soul, Majin and I are definitely the soul piece of that systems are not my thing procedures i'm like ugh. but uh so we've engaged uh personalities and talent that um align with that a lot better and um as we've grown uh as owners i think maj and i have gotten out of the way in certain areas right i think um uh, letting go um, and your ego not needing to be the hero in the company allows this space and this margin for people to really step up and take ownership. And I, a big thing I learned from Majid is like people come to you with problems instead of solving it, you go, how are you going to do it? How are you going to fix it? I'm going something through something right now with a team member. Right. And I, I it's, when you want to jump in and save the day or not even just that, but just solve it. Right. You know, right. Um, but let them wrestle, let them fail. Um, you know, if you're not willing to let your folks fail and fall on their face and learn, yeah, I just don't think you'll have a culture and environment of safety and innovation. And, um, but you said you, you were asking about, um, I think I missed half that question. Well, just how do you, how do you, how do you scale relationships? And not everybody can know uh, Majid and you yeah. with this deep grandfather-like relationship as your team member base keeps growing, right? So how, how do you make sure if that's your intent that you would want to have for people, how have you made that repeatable? I hope it's a contagious DNA of our team members, right? Like, I think that care and want to, and again, 
they're bought into what we're doing. I mean, it's no different than an owner operator at Chick-fil-A hires. They can't all meet Dan Kathy, you know, um, but there there's this overall DNA that runs through it. And man, we've, we've had seasons where we've missed it and we drifted away and we got, we caught some big fish and it was all revenue and it was all, oh man, you know, like, and we forgot about who we were. We've been there. And, um, you know, I start our SLT meetings with good, everyone go around tell me about hope and opportunity. What's up? You know, somebody read our values. We read them out loud because then when we have the issues that come up, it's like, oh, we're into quality, huh? <laughs> you know, how's that working out for you? You know, um, so what was the key to getting back when you felt found yourself kind of outpacing your the culture you wanted to have? How did pain, you get back? Pain. <laughs> uh, pain always builds your purpose. Like you know. I don't know. We caught a big client like we, um, and we got distracted and we realized we weren't focused on what we are all about. I'm curious. It's like, it's obvious and clear that this sort of like soul just permeates everything that you believe in that you're doing that you've built. And it's an incredible business where has this always been like, this mode of care and this mode of people development, has this always been true for you or has this always been true for you? Or has this been something, did, did something happen? Did you like have a dawning moment where you're like, you, like, I'm curious where, what, what, uh, well feeds this for you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I've always just been attracted to, people who are authentic and real. And I think I've always hoped and tried to be that. I don't know. I mean, I listen through my life, I insecurity and doubt and failures and all these things have, I've had times where I have totally been a fake and, um, you know, I think things you go through in life, whether it's loss of friends or, you know, struggle with alcohol or these things like build a, uh, again, I said, you know, the pains you go through in life, build your platform for purpose. And, and so um, life's short, man. And I don't have time to not be authentic about it. Right. Like, um, and so I've always admired people who, you know, as you, and when you're younger and you're insecure and still am insecure in many ways, but always trying to grow through that. Right. And I, I don't know, I think there's this, this false, I have really, uh, I don't know if y'all ever follow a guy, Ed Milet, um, you know, I've really enjoyed him over the years, but I think a big thing he's talked about is like, you know, big confidence and big belief is razor edge with doubt. Mm. So I just thought people who were successful, just like never doubted. And I doubt like crazy sometimes, but I dream huge. And I, I, 
I vision and I, I, you know, I, I, I spend a lot of time daydreaming. I always have as a kid, it got me in trouble in school. Right. But like, you know, my team will laugh at me because I, I talk about visioning, visioning out a meeting. And I, I, I go down to detail to what I'm wearing, what they're wearing, what the room feels like, what the AC temperature's at, how I see my body posture engaging them, you know, uh, the energy I'm portraying. Ed Milet talks about, you can't transfer to me that which you're not experiencing. You cannot transfer it to someone else if you're not authentically experiencing it yourself, period. It's not going to happen. So like when I go there, I played it 500 times in my mind, not every meeting, but like big ones that I'm read, you know, like, but I, I do that with everything. I mean, it's can be a little ridiculous. (laughs) We could play psychologist with you on that one for a while. I do want to make sure I ask you about recruiting talent because you are in an industry and a niche that I know is desperate for talent. And we're in a, we're in a moment in, in society right now in our country where talent resources are all time low and you're growing. So I know you're feeling this pain, but last time we talked, you were having some success. So let us in on the secrets. Yeah. So, um, we're struggling. The labor market is as hard as it's ever been. Um, no question about it. Um, I think we're super fortunate that, um, we, we, we are recruiting from within, um, that we are big on the referrals and we <laughs> went in the office the other day and our HR team, I think, um, has the huge check, you know, that you, they show up to the door with the team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they get that check and for referral bonuses and take pictures and text it out. And we're just trying to we give away TVs. We do different things and we do not have it figured out, but we're trying, right? A group of people that are bought into something of what we're doing, they're going to be your best pool and ambassadors for attracting talent. I love to get out my violin every once in a while and have a pity party, right? And so we all do that. And there's a tendency to be like, ah, labor and this and that. And I'm like, everyone's got the same playing field. It is an opportunity for us. Yeah. Because of the way we show up, you know, it, 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 let's work this to our advantage. It is. And so I, I think, um, you know, I hear different industries and talk to a lot of business owners and, um, you know, everyone's screaming, right. Um, and, and we are too, but it's, um, focused on being about something that's bigger than the person in the paycheck and that is contagious and that helps. So like, I, um, you know, recruit and retain. I actually, when I was writing your thing yesterday, I was like, retain. It sounds like contain. Like, I just want people bought in, man. You know, like, I I don't know. I just, um, so uh, recruitment is probably one of my favorite things to do, right? Like I, who is that person? We were talking about this on an accounting team deal, you know, 
I'm like, we're talking about trying to get interns and college kids and, Hey, we want to be a place for 24 to 36 months. You can touch different departments. You can experience this. And we want to launch you into the next thing you want to do. You know, like we're not recruiting you to come do accounts receivable for the rest of your life. Like, so, and then my, my thought is like, where is that person right now? What are they doing? What do they look like? What are they, where's their life experiences been? Like, you know, and that's part of that vision casting. Like I know you guys do with branding on like, who is that customer? Her name's Joy. Joy went to college here. She, you know, just different things. So the more details you can put into it, um, the, 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 the more you recognize it when you actually walk by it. Ed Milet calls it your reticular activator. I love it. Quincy, I think you are the kind of entrepreneur that the world needs right now. Um, I'm so aligned with you around the opportunity, (laughs) but the other word that's big for me right now, and you didn't use this, but you're dishing it out by the boatload is just dignity. Uh, You have such a high regard for, for the human and their dignity and how can you play a role in elevating that? So I want to thank you. Uh, As we wrap two questions, where can people learn about your business and leave us with one burning thought, wisdom, encouragement for the system and soul community? Um, Man, I'm super like humbled and honored that you would have me on this big liability for you to invite me on this show. I mean, come on, man. I I was going through your thing yesterday. I haven't done all your shows, but Jeff Henderson, I mean, I I love that guy. I mean, he, I'm telling you, he probably, he wouldn't know my name, but like he has said things to me in two different occasions. One was at a cafe and like Alpharetta. I don't even remember what it was, but dude, his, he was connected to what he was saying. He was experiencing it. And then just maybe a year ago, uh, we were at Sid Mashburn getting like, you know, they have that little coffee shop And I think I was like frustrated that day. I was like, you know, talking about culture and purpose and all these things. And he was like, Q, leaders are repeaters. And I I heard him on your show say that. I was like, dude, it is so true. So anyway, thank you. Um, What was I supposed to say? (laughs) Uh, We wanted you to plug Jeff Henderson. (laughs) No. No. Where can people find your business? We'll take them one at a time. So uh, please don't, yeah, I, we have not done much on our website, but I think uh, it goes to show you, you can grow despite your website. Uh, BCJBuildingServices.com. Um, you know, LinkedIn is maybe my only digital platform, uh, Quincy Evans. And um, perfect. Yeah. Leave us with uh, your your final piece of wisdom, encouragement, and advice for anybody that might be listening. I, I just picture myself, shoot, seven, eight years ago, like um, just because you have a lot of doubts um, doesn't cancel out your beliefs, right? Like I, I just, um, it sounds so corny, right? Like, you know, believe in yourself. Like, I mean, practice that and hone that I'm doing it today. Like, uh, uh, this right here is an exercise in building a belief in yourself, everything we do, right? Like 
you're not believing in something that's bigger than you, um, I think it's tough, man. So I don't know. Um, belief and vision is a big thing, but it, don't let, just because you have a bunch of doubts, I think, uh, don't let it cancel it out, bro. Keep rolling. And what I tell my team, let's chop wood. That's good. Thank you, Quincy. Thanks for uh, taking the time, stepping over your doubt, into your belief, hanging out with us. System and Soul, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got something um, inspirational, motivational, maybe a tip, uh, an area where you need to actually apply uh, more of what you would want to be doing within your company because we get so reactive, we get so hurried, and we walk right by the people that are our biggest asset, not asset like in a in a business building way, but just in the world and in relationships. And it's the it's the people that we did it with that we're going to remember along the way. Thanks, Lindsay. System Soul. We'll see you next week. <laughs>